What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge Podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? We are back. We are back. It's good to be back. So much shit has happened. I'm I'm, I'm loving TV, man. We got to talk finales. about we got yeah. to talk about Winning Time, Tokyo Vice, um, Moon Knight, which honestly, the worst out of the out of the three we're going to talk about. If I'm be honest. Yeah, there's not going to be a very Marvel positive podcast today. Not really. And it's it's going to be like kind of shitting on phase four because like Marvel, Marvel looking it's, it's, it's down bad. We saw Doctor Strange. Got to talk about it. I'm just let y'all know up top mid. I'm called big, big mid. And it's even worse because my girlfriend has been rewatching every single Marvel movie for the past two weeks. So the front TV has been marvel for the past two weeks and i've been agonizing watching the nba playoffs in my in the room in the studio like watching my shows elsewhere it agonizing marvel's been on my tv non-stop so i've seen some of these movies again and i'm like mid but like oh because the batman is so fucking good compared to this i watched it twice since twice <laughs> yeah i mean it's just like it's a complete shame that the numbers and the box office are gonna like you know destroy batman but it's like it's just shame on those people that they're going to spend, you know, $26 to go to the movie to see trash when they could have spent that money to go see Batman a month ago. I'm not, look, I'm not going to say it's trash. Cause it's cause, like, I, cause there's, there's 20 minutes of that movie that we're going to talk about that. I thought was just chef's kiss, but then like the other two hours <laughs> was just mid man. Like I'm not like, it wasn't as bad as is Black Widow, in my opinion. I still think that's the fucking cheeks of Phase Four, <laughs> but and I don't think it was Thor: Dark World bad because my because like I said, my girlfriend just rewatched that. That, that shit is ass. <laughs> like so, so to it's me, like unwatchable. Yeah, like those are the bottom of the bottom when it comes to Marvel movies, and it's like, all right, it's not that bad, but it's not better than the first Doctor Strange because when that one was on, I was like, oh, what. I, I fucked with this. They kind of, I don't want to say they nerfed Doctor Strange, but like he wasn't as badass as he was in the first one. I don't know. I mean, what, what are the phase four again? Yeah. Shang-Chi, Black Widow, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and there's one more. Eternals. Oh, yeah. yeah. What doesn't even seem, what doesn't even feel like a Marvel movie, really, like compared to the other stuff. That's exactly why I forget about it. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, I mean, it, and then the and on the TV front, Moon Knight I thought could have been the best one, and like it it might oh, be yeah. it like it it might be if you if like if we're splitting the hairs who knows like I, uh, but like is it better than Peacemaker? Fuck no. Fuck. Uh, it was one of those things where like I come out, you know, you see a bunch of people talk about Dark Strange all weekend, then you come out of the movie and you're like how can anyone be like yeah this was good? And then it's the same thing like when we got done with Moon Knight. And we'll talk about it more later. It's like I turned to Twitter right after I finished the Moon Knight Family, and people are like, that was so great. Or like they're talking about the egg credits, scene, like, oh, I can't believe we got this. I was like, that was boring. Y'all are hype on Jake Lockley finally showing up, who, who should have showed up probably in episode two. We should have saw the sh- 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 shit. We should I, I I get you high net for the big reveal, but Oscar Isaac talking about not doing a season two. There were so many things of Moon Knight they just didn't show, and that makes me worried. Is it a Disney Plus thing? Is it a violence thing? Is it we can't go this dark thing? Because to me, we should have saw Moon Knight do it. 
that show should have been a lot better than what it was. It wasn't bad, but like when you ask me what's the best comic book movie of the year, don't and and honestly, still my best overall movie of the year. I haven't saw anything to beat the Batman yet. And then when you ask me, I can't say my best overall TV show because like Winning Time was great. Uh, Tokyo Vice is great. Like Peacemaker's good, but like they got some they got some heavy hitters in TV land. But I can definitely say Peacemaker's the best comic book movie TV show. I have no problem saying that shit. So it's like Marvel been kind of hey, and I saw somebody say this the other day. Star Wars has the best Disney Plus content, and I I agree. I agree. It's better than all that Marvel shit. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about it more when we get down to the end. But like, I, I just, you know, even when you go back to like some of the good ones, it's like, what are you doing now? Like, it's just become too much either about the overall story or about the shock and awe that like this, the, the basic gists of like these movies are just not hitting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I could even poke, I can even poke holes in Spider-Man No Way Home in like way it was like. I said that when it first dropped. Know, I, said, I, I said when it first dropped, I told everybody was like, "Nah, Lynn, you hating, you hating." Even you said I was hating. I was like, "That movie really is a bunch of cameos in a death that I felt was so un like." Just out of left field. Marissa Tomei is upset for a reason. She did not get to do shit. Like she, she came out and said in an interview, she was pissed. She was like, I didn't think they would kill me this soon. Like they should have killed Ned. That would have made the story interesting. But like, I digress. Like, He's gotta be hobgoblin. Are we are we gonna get that? Like, are we like people have been saying that? Like, I, I don't know if we're gonna get that. I don't know. Because Marvel's doing Marvel's doing weird shit right now. At this point, if you think that we're going to get it, we're probably going to get it. Is it going to be well written? Probably not. See, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at right now. I mean, we can talk about it when we talked about Doctor Strange and the stuff that popped up in there. I'm like, you know, that's nice, but it means nothing. Hey, I was I, I tweeted one thing. If like you knew what I was, if I, what I was talking about, then you knew what that tweet was. That was my favorite moment of thing, and I, I screamed in my theater. And I, this is how I, I knew the movie wasn't going well. Like. If I'm in like Batman and some nerd shit happens, everybody's screaming. What? Well, not Batman was more oohs and ahs, but like with Spider Man, for example, when Daredevil caught that thing, everybody started screaming in the theater. I thought this 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 movie would have got the same reaction. Not about the one we knew with Patrick Stewart, about the surprise one. And I was like, oh shit! And my girlfriend was like, be quiet. And nobody else was. Nobody else made a noise. I was like. Wow. I was also surprised by that too. Wow. Like no did. Actually, I did hear one person in the back be like, <laughs> That was me. That was like, that was me and my theater. But no, no, it, it, but it wasn't about that character. It was about Patrick Stewart. Oh. So, I mean, like, I like that was really the only audible reaction I, I heard. Yeah, people did make noise for Patrick Stewart. For, maybe even for like the, the uh, captain or or Captain Britain, Mark, whatever, uh, whatever her name Captain. is, Captain Carter, whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely made some noise for that as well, for sure. Oh, is he is he gonna come back? Let's see. Is he coming back? We might have to. Oh, he's back. Okay, I'm gonna edit this out. Yeah. All right, but yeah, no, yeah, you froze up for a second. But no, they did make some noise for Captain Carter and mine as well. And I was shocked. I was like, y'all making noise for this? Believe make noise for that? Like, huh? People made more. I, I think I heard more audible noise from Black Agar Boltzmann. I'm gonna say it. Now we we like 
if you if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, we're spoiling Doctor Strange. Like obviously, we're spoiling all this shit we're about to talk about. But I was just shocked. But we'll talk. We'll talk more about that at the end. Yeah. But uh, let's jump into the new stuff. You know, really just a bunch of trailers that we can talk about and some other stories. Uh, let's talk about the Obi Wan trailer. Yes. You know, here's Star Wars again, hit, you know, hitting on all cylinders. You know, Book of Boba Fett is probably going to be the blemish when it all comes down to it because, you know, Soka's filming now. And hey, but that might have been better than Moon Knight. So, like, if that's a blemish, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, you know, at least certain points of Book of Boba Fett are better than anything you got in Mad Moon Knight. In Star Wars Visions, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't give, I didn't. I don't know if I wasn't paying attention. I don't know if I was into it. But after rewatching all of that, that's some of the best animation Star Wars has put out. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that show is, like, it's spectacular. And I don't think you got enough love at the time. Yeah, but it really needs to tap into it a little bit more because, like, those are kind of the, the stories that they're telling there are stories that need to get expanded. And, and I get their vignettes, like you're saying. Like, they should yeah. expand them 100%. I agree with that. But for what it is, like, if, if, if we never get anything else, I can at least say the, all those vignettes were pretty damn cool, and some of them were spectacular. Right, right. So, but, but you know, Obi-Wan looks great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Obi-Wan looks really awesome. I mean, we still haven't seen him with a lightsaber, which is good by the trailer people. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we haven't really seen anything of real Darth Vader or Hayden, which is good. You know, the show's inquisitors, that's why we know that they're going to be there. And I like, you know, the Uncle Owen thing that they put in there is like, oh, like you trained his father. It's like, um, my man Joel was probably like, you got to make me say something badass because like, you know, I'm not badass. My man Joel Edgerton, stay cashing a check. I rock with Joel Edgerton, man. I, I kind of fuck with Joel Edgerton's career now of like not doing blockbusters, but appearing shit like the Green Knight, the King, like doing all these like prestige right. like things. And then like, oh, yeah, let me go get one for the check pop up in Obi-Wan, but it's not really like a check. Cause like Star Wars has been doing cool shit. Like it's not, I don't view Star Wars in the same eyes as I view Marvel, at least Star Wars TV movies is a whole different conversation, but Star Wars TV, right. I look at it as, as like prestige TV almost. Well, I think Star Wars has kind of found its niche. Mm-hmm. I think they need to stay here for a long time. Yeah. I don't like know. It's if- easier to tell these stories like this than it is in the films. I don't know if going back to TVs, I mean, going back to movies is going to work for Star Wars, especially. And this is how we'll know it's works when they do like the first Mandalorian Ahsoka crawl. Well, I mean, shit, they did it in Book of Boba and it was great. Like they did do it in that. Like that dark, that dark saber episode is, is fire. Like I'll rewatch that the other day. Like oh, when 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 uh, Mando beats, oh boy, at the, at the armor and the armor can't like. I was like, oh, shit, what a fight. That was a moment. So I, so I guess we've seen the crossover shit work. So, yeah, no, Star Wars TV hitting on all fronts. Shout out to Obi-Wan. I'm ready for this. Yeah, I mean, I think for, for them having done something with, like, not really too – I mean, they use some big IP in that. But, like, now you're taking on Obi-Wan and you have Deborah Chow who's worked with all those people and they, you know, kind of gets – yeah, the, you know, the whole thing that when it came out that they were going to have Darth Maul and then they changed it up is like, is, is actually really good news. Like, you know, they understand, the people who are working on it understand like, okay, so we have to like play within these lines, but we can still put on like a really good show. And I'm so, sure Dave Filoni was like, I'm yeah. glad they're going to put out two episodes right off the bat. So. That's huge. So, that That is really funny. You know, Filoni was like, yeah, y'all not doing Darth Maul. That messes up Rebels, which I started rewatching the other day, but I didn't start at season one. 
started season two because I couldn't no, take. You start season two. I couldn't take long hair Ezra again. Like I, I I'm sorry. Like, I if you if you want, you can only you can watch the part one, part two of season one, and then and go in season two because that's Darth Vader. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, it, the mall stuff with the uh the cube when you first meet Maul, that's all season two. So like I kind of yeah, started yeah. towards the end, but. Yeah, man. No, Dave Filoni's killing it. Excited for this. Excited to see you and McGregor one more time. He says he wants to do a second season, which probably won't happen, but it could. Yeah. Depends, Depends on, on where it ends. ends. Yeah. Man. Sure. I mean, shit. They could they could do the live action Rebels episode in a season two. Like a one shot episode. I think they could. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think I don't think it would mess things up too badly. I don't think you, it devalues it if you show it just from Obi-Wan's perspective. Like what he was doing. Right. And like you can, it's a short scene, but like you can maybe make it last a little bit longer. Extended, yeah. A little, give a little embellishment. But like keep the gist of what happened where like they meet in the desert. And, yeah. You know, they fight. But like, you know, don't, you know, keep, keep the basic gist of it, but you know, make it last a little longer. For sure. No, I'm with hey. you. I'm with you 100%. But I mean, that wasn't. Our only big TV trailer of the week. We had House of Dragon release its first little. Are you excited you know, for this longer teaser? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I am. I, I think I, they got I some really great are. British actors in this. They have some really great British actors in this. You know, this is, you know, obviously we're we know what happens down the line, but it's like 200 years before that, so they have a lot of play time with you know a lot of area to play with. Um, and you know, no one really knows the true lore. I mean, like, I'm not a person who read books of Game of Thrones, so like, whatever they want to do is, I'm gonna be fine with. I'm not gonna be like, l- you know, looking for little <laughs> cracks in like the story here. Like, yeah, whatever they do, I'm gonna be in for the ride. So uh, I'm gonna watch I'm it because I'm gonna watch it because you know, like, we're gonna have to talk about it, and because like that's something that you're interested in. But like, man, I don't know. Ever since that last, like. I got into Game of Thrones late, like not super late. Like, I, I think I caught on it like season five, maybe like late season four, season five, something like that. Like ready for the five, six, seven, eight, the end run. But like, man, that those last two seasons soured me so much. And I know it's not Benny off and Weiss. I get it. But it's just like, I know how this going. Like, I don't know. They're going to have to well, do I mean, a good job impressing me. Like they better have like 17 dragons. Like well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, like, we're not like we're not building up to the dragons at this point. Now they're here. I mean they're they're rampant. Like, you know, if if in the first are, are season, we gonna see the mad we don't see dudes riding dragons and killing people, then like Oh yeah, I'm sure. I see like I just don't know enough about like the actual pieces that are at play there. Like it is the Targaryen. So I think like because I don't know which one Matt Smith is that's the character that I think is badass. Yeah, so I mean, House of Dragon, I think it's coming in this summer. No, yeah, August. That'd yeah, be pretty cool. It'll be uh, yeah, Matt Smith's going to play Damon Targaryen. I think Viserys Targaryen was the Mad King, or was it Rhaegar? I think it's Rhaegar. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. I'm not, my, my game See, I don't remember. Really- but I mean, I don't really care at this point. So I'm just like, let- let's get back into the world. Let's 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 see some dragons. All right, I'll be I'll be ready by uh, August. The big trailer that came out, the big trailer that came out with Doctor Strange was the Avatar Way of Water. A lot of mixed reviews here because a lot of people are like, "Well, we did we don't really want Avatar two. 
I, I, I really didn't give a fuck. It really doesn't look much different than Avatar 1. <laughs> like, except I mean, for, like, thing is, like faded, the story at this point? all these faded technology Naboo people. And, like, I guess the only reason why I care, because I rode that Pandora ride at Disney World, and it was pretty fire. But, like, other than that, I could give two fucks about this movie. I wish Aquaman was still dropping. Well, I'm- I would see Aquaman instead of this shit. And I'm going to go see Shazam instead of this shit on Christmas Day. You can best believe. Yeah, I mean, I really like the first Avatar movie, but like, I just thought that it ended very well. Wasn't it so 10 years like, ago? Why are we doing this again? Like, aren't we 10 yeah, years 10 removed? Years, yeah. Like, bro, was, come on, bro. I was a sophomore in high school. So yeah, 2010. So I was 12 years. Oh my God. Like, come on. It's over with. Put it in the dirt. Put it in the dirt. Exactly. When there's supposed to be more, I'm just like, why? Two like, more, two. Yeah. So, uh, oof. One trailer that came out this week, you know, post Olivia Wilde getting served on stage was Don't Worry Darling, the movie that she is starring and directing in. Um, <laughs> she looks so and, bad. Uh, like, it just sucks for her also that Jason Sudeikis is, like, loved because of Ted Lasso. So, like, everybody fucking I, hates her. You know, when she gets served on stage, no one's like, oh, that was that was not cool. Everyone's like. <laughs> and then Harry Styles came out looking like Do Flamingo from One Piece. <laughs> yeah, he did. Did you see that? Dude looked just like yeah. Do Flamingo. I was like, ain't no way. Somebody in that style department Passing. watches One, One Piece. Fuck no. What? I don't care about this. I don't care about this series. I don't care what happens. Cast what you want. Cast what you want. I'm not getting. I'm not getting worked up about the live action One Piece because I love One Piece too much at this point to even give that show an inkling of my time. Like I'm focused on what Oda gives me in the anime. That's it. That's it. I'm not gonna let let my cowboy bebop sadness happen with One Piece. Not gonna do it. Speaking on the trailer though, of don't worry, darling. I actually think that this movie looks really good. I mean, oh yeah, it looks wild. Big Florence Pugh, big Florence Pugh fan. So I'm excited to see anything that she's about to do. This reminds me a little bit of Midsummer, but like a little bit uh, more story heavy. Mm-hmm. It looks I mean, kind of like really the story. It looks kind of like the Ben Affleck. Um, oh, how am I blanking on our girl's name right now? Ben Affleck and uh, well, I mean, it, it's the Hulu. It's funny movie. that this was kind. Of, yeah, kind of. It kind of looked a little deep waterish with like the love stuff. Oh, I didn't see deep water, but I mean, like, you know, I just think it's funny that this movie's coming out, and then Oppenheimer's coming out, which is like the real story of like the atom bomb, and then this is you know, it's not the atom bomb, but I mean, it's a similar deal of like people are living out in this desert, and there's a secret government thing going on, and you know, Florence Pugh's like, well, I want to know what the government thing is. And they're like, no, keep your wife. Mm-hmm. And check Harry Styles. Oh, real? I didn't. I didn't even. You're so, right. That uh, that is yeah. what it's about. Okay. Yeah. True. And uh, Abraham, yeah, I think got got someone new in the cast. That cast is huge at this point. But uh, yeah, no. Don't back. worry. Don't worry, darling. I'll I'll check it out at some point. Uh, let's talk Weird Al real quick. The real Weird Al teaser with Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm into it, man. I'm I hope this. In it. I hope Daniel Radcliffe knocks it out of the park so Matt Reeves cast him as Scarecrow. Hashtag Dan, uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe for Scarecrow. Yeah, man. You know, we talked about it before when he got cast. This is going to be a big role for him. Yeah, it does look real, like. Real big. It does look like it's going to be big for him. I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. Like, 100%. I think this is going to be great. Uh, and then I got two Amazon trailers here. First, we'll talk about Easter Sunday. Oh, we've got two Amazon trailers to talk about. The first is Easter Sunday. It's a Filipino comedy. 
about a Filipino family getting together for Easter. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but it's a comedian heading it. Uh, Tiffany Haddish plays a cop in it. It looks really funny. Oh, Joy Coy. I I saw that trailer. Yeah. 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 That's that's Chelsea. That's Chelsea Handler's husband. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely think that's going to be a fun one to check out. So if you haven't seen that trailer, go ahead and check it out. I don't remember what the date is when that's coming out. Um, And then this summer, we should be getting a movie called Emergency. I don't know if you saw the trailer for that. Which one is that? Is it, is it, is that the Chris Pine trade? No, that's out No, it's these two black kids in college. No, and it's like a buddy movie of them. And like one of them is like, you know, scholarship, real smart. And the other guy is probably like his, you know, friend who like, who likes to party pretty much. And so he's like, yeah, I'm going to take you out for a night of partying. And the night persists. Eventually, there's some little white girl that passes out in their room. Mm. And he's like, I can't, I can't tell if something's wrong with her. We should call 911. And his buddy's like, we're not calling 911. It's <laughs> you, me, and this other brown guy in here with a little white girl passed out in the room. What do you think is going to happen? And so he's like, but we got to get her to the hospital. So the whole thing is kind of like, you know, similar to Harold and Kumar with White Castle. Got this girl in the in the car. They're going to go to all these different things to try and like help her out. You know, later on in the trailer, they find out uh, they're in like a group with all these other guys. And they're like, why'd you bring this little white girl here? And then one of somebody says, oh, she just told me that she's uh, in high school. And everyone's like, no, 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 get her out of here, get her out of here. And so her little, and her little high school friends like have a you know, phone tracker on her and they're trying to find her. It's a trailer. Oh, so this, this is 100% a comedy. Okay, I'm into this. I, I, yes. I, that sounds pretty funny. The way you described it, I, I like all of it. I guess it. kind of like a dark humor comedy. Yeah. Like dark, because like, you know, she passed out from something. But like, you know, they didn't do it to her. She's just... She just passed out. Okay. Yeah. And they're trying to get her help. Yeah, okay. So. I'll check this out for sure. That sounds that sounds very interesting. Check, check that trailer out because I think it was something that you're really going to like. I can't okay. remember who that actor is. Let me, let me look it up real quick because there's one actor in it that like I really recognize. I can't remember who it's from. Uh, RJ Seiler, I think, is the actor's name. Oh, the dude from uh, who was the, the quick draw guy who challenged Lakeith in The Harder They Fall. Oh, yeah, it is RJ. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I saw this trailer pop up on my thing, but I didn't know to watch it. I thought it was like I saw RJ Siler and I'm not going to lie. I was like, all right, another RJ Siler thing. But I'm going to watch this now. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ready for a legend, a night of legendary partying. Three college students must weigh the pros and cons of calling the police when faced with an unexpected situation. Good for him. Good for RJ Siler getting him his his American Pie movie. And I'm glad they're making this because they don't make these types of movies anymore. No, that was what I was really excited when I saw this trailer. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be fun. Hell yeah. I'm into it for sure. Um, So some of the stories that came out this week or the past couple weeks. So Viola Davis is going to return as Amanda Waller in her own spinoff series that we kind of knew was already going to happen. It's a spinoff series of Peacemaker. James Gunn's going to be a part of it. Crystal Henry, who uh, wrote the fourth episode of Watchmen called If You Don't Like My Story, Write Your Own, is going to be the writer of this series. 
And I think we kind of talked about this a little bit because, you know, with the way it ended with Adebayo kind of like almost creating her own crew, we're going to see like Amanda probably do her own kind of crew. Look, I think James Gunn is setting this up. I think he's setting it up for Suicide Squad too. You said exactly what my thoughts were. We talked about this in the Discord. Like, shout out to my guy Lost. I know he listens to the pod. Uh, me and Lost were talking. Lost was like, I don't know if I really want this. If it's gonna be people we've seen, and I was like, on the contrary, Lost, I think we're getting a whole new group of people, a whole new like team for Amanda Waller, and it's gonna be Amanda Waller setting up her side for the side that's going to fight Peacemaker. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see someone like Bronze Tiger in this. Maybe Idris Elba comes back just to have a familiar face. Maybe Ratcatcher comes back to have a familiar face. One of them. And then I think the rest will be new, new like, heroes that we don't know, or villains that we don't know about. Weasel. Weasel's definitely come back. Like, yeah, Weasel could come back. That'd be interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, this would be really interesting we'll definitely see as more unfolds with you know casting and stuff like that more information will come but you know definitely more content for the hbo max dc verse yes sir definitely take that better than disney plus (laughs) um nakuti got will be the new doctor taking over for jody whitaker as the time lord and doctor who got will become the 14th doctor of the series and the first black actor to play the role he's most notably known for being the best friend to Otis. In yeah, sex, sex education. education. Great actor. Mm-hmm. So, Solid. I'm, I'm just not. I'm just not you a know, Doctor Who fan. You know, like I've never watched the show. I, neither am I. My my girlfriend's a Doctor Who fan. I I told her that one day I'll get around to sitting down and watching some of it with her. Uh, but I only really want to watch David Tennant and on. I don't really care about that old stuff. Yeah, and like, do I need to know about the older stuff? So it's like that's just something that yeah. I feel. I, I mean, feel like, like it's like it's like I think it's like you know. From what I understand, it's like James Bond. But see, I've heard because because I because shout and shout out to Jason Inman and Ashley Victoria Robinson back when we first before like we started doing this when I was listening to them heavy. Not that I I still don't. They make great content. Not to poop on them. I'm just not listening to podcasts as much anymore. But that's beside the point. Um, back when back when I was listening to them, they would talk about it where they had whether it was in either David Tennant's season or who's the uh, Peter Capaldi season. One of them. Yeah. They do like a, a, like a, a connection to all of them. And like, so they, they do have moments and stuff like Peter Capaldi season. Yeah. At the end. So like, I don't know. I I don't know if I ever get into it because of that. Like I'll feel like I need to watch it, but like, you know, kudos to those who do and shout out to this guy. Cause this is huge. This is, uh, this is like British is the Britain's biggest show. Like this is there. I, I don't know what the American equivalent would be, but like this would be like if they kept one. Yeah, there really isn't. Like, I guess you could say maybe if they kept doing the Sopranos, but like different different families, and you got like a black person in one of them. Like, I don't know. There's no real comparison to this. I guess Batman would be the only like comparison I could say. And like they gave a, a black dude Bruce Wayne, which, which would be insane. But like, I don't know. There's no real comparison for this. So this is like this is huge for this. Right. Uh, I guess well, James Bond. Right along, Warner Brother. It, it, I mean, but James Bond's also British. So. Yeah, so true, 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 true. Uh, so Warner Brothers wins the auction to have Jason Momoa's murder mystery action project from Eternal Scribes, Ryan and Kaz Furpo. Uh, the project puts Momoa back in business with his Aquaman producer, Peter Safran, who is uh, a force behind Warner Brothers' lucrative franchises, including... Suicide Squad and Peacemaker and Shazam and Aquaman. Um, with a storyline that's under wraps, it's billed as a fun action murder mystery in the spirit of Knives Out meets Lord of the Rings. No no director yet. Whoever directs is going to be huge for me if I I'm into like, this. 
I feel like because, you know, we're about to talk about another one here in the next story. The murder mystery thing is going to get played out real soon. Knives Out made so much money, and you know Hollywood's reactionary. Because, I mean, you have Knives Out in their franchise, and then you have, like, the murder on the Nile stuff. Which and, I heard, which the second one wasn't as, the second one wasn't as popular. You liked it? As, yeah, no, it was. It was not as good as Murder Orient Express. It was not. Not at all. Also, wait. No. I'm away from Movie on the Rise to tell you what I watched. Holy shit. I, I can't believe I forgot to, like, text you about this. But there's a movie that we talked about last year that, like, we thought was going to be Oscar. It's on Amazon Prime. And when I tell you what it's about and how me and Kirsten were so uncomfortable watching this movie the whole time, you're going to be like, holy shit. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. That's a tease. All right. So Lily James, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Himesh Patel are set to star in Providence. It's a comedy that follows eclectic residents of a small picturesque island town who must navigate a sensational murder and the discovery of a million dollars as a series of increasingly bad decisions upends the once peaceful community. See, this sounds like the Tiffany Haddish one again. Like, just a bunch of... Like, there's so many murder mystery stuff out right now. What? After Party? Yeah. Yeah. So, there's too too much. It's getting oversaturated. It really is. Um, So, Woody Harrelson, Shang... Yeah. Woody Harrelson, Shang-Chi, Samulu... Uh, Jamon Hansu are all set to star in Last Breath, a fact-based narrative thriller that will be directed by Alex Parkinson. The premise is a diver is stranded on bot- on the bottom of the North Sea, and when his umbilical cord snaps because of rough seas and an equipment mishap on the ship above, he is left with only five minutes of oxygen. In total darkness and freezing water with no chance of rescue for at least 30 minutes. Okay. This sounds like that James Franco movie where his hand was stuck and he had to cut his hand off. Some real yeah. life thriller shit. This isn't really my bag, but you know, good for the actors involved. It's some people's bag. Yeah, it is. And it's a good actor, so. For sure. Um, so another big HBO Max property, Dune, their prequel series has brought on Johan Rennick on board to direct the first two episodes of that series. Rennick will also serve as executive producer on the show, currently titled Dune the Sisterhood. I think this is big because Rennick, uh, of course, was the showrunner for Chernobyl, which was a great series. Bring him in to do these first two episodes of Dune Sisterhood. So, you know, you know it's in good hands. Denis Villeneuve was supposed to direct those episodes, but is focused on Dune 2. Yeah, focusing on doing the movie. Okay, cool. I'm into this. Hell yeah. Um, Ed O'Neill is set to play Donald Sterling in the upcoming FX limited series, The Sterling Affairs, which we talked about based on that documentary. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good casting. Yeah, no, this, this will be solid. I, I feel like, unlike Winning Time, which I feel like because Winning Time got to come out first, and Winning Time has a tinge of humor to it, this is about to be all series. This is going to be like Lewinsky. Right. So like, right, it will be. So like, I don't know if, if, if I'm a vibe with that after winning time, but I'm gonna watch it. I don't think there'll be any basketball, which kind of well, sucks. It's, you know, two very different Donald Sterling. <laughs> yeah, gonna be, true. Like, like we said, when this first came out, there's going to be a tinge of basketball because, you know, there is a little bit that has to oh, be Oh yeah, done, the game. So I are they going to cast you know, Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Blake, that t- JJ Redick and them? Because where they, where they decide to either go play the game or sit, they're going to have to cast Doc Rivers. They're going to have to cast Doc Rivers. They're going to have to cast Chris Paul. And they Blake might even Griffin. just have Chris Paul do it. I don't know. I mean, have Chris Paul have, do yeah. it. And Blake Griffin. You have to do Blake Griffin. <laughs> they could let Blake Griffin do it because Blake Griffin's an actor. 
But like, if they can't have Chris Paul in it, them, them, them State Farm commercials ain't acting <laughs> enough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who else you get. But they're going to have to cast all these guys. Because like you said, like, Doc Rivers makes the choice on whether they play or not. And like, that was like, yeah, we're going to have to see that. We're going to have to see that. Yeah. Uh, so Michael Keaton is set to star and direct the noir thriller Knox Goes Away. Okay. Film follows a contract killer who, after being diagnosed with a fast-moving form of dementia, is presented with the opportunity to de- redeem himself by saving the life of his estranged adult son. But to do so, he must race against the police closing in on him, as well as the ticking clock of his own rapidly deteriorating, deteriorating mind. Sign so me the up for this. Here is where is that going to end up? I look. I, I you know, is that going to be a theater movie? Yeah. Be streaming, and who picks it up if it's streaming? My thing is, I'm not like I, I trust Michael Keaton at this point. Like Michael Keaton is slowly becoming one of my favorite actors in his older age of like a lot of the stuff he does. And if best case scenario, this is a great action movie. Worst case scenario, it's American Assassin, which is something I like. So like I'm into this. I think we need more movies like this. We don't get enough action movies as it is like the old days in the early 2000s and late 90s. So I'm all in on action thrillers with hitmen. Yeah, I think. My thing here is like, he, you know, he's directing and acting it. So he's only directed one other thing. It's, it doesn't have the worst ratings. It's called My, The Merry Gentleman. Never saw it. Maybe this is his, maybe this is his big um, break, so, you know? Maybe. I mean, that's just my big question here is like, is he going to be able to direct as well as we've seen his acting performances? Fair. No, that, that is a fair point. Um, but next story I'm pretty excited about. David Harbour is going to lead um, the Cooper Rat Rayfs. The Trashers, which is on course to shoot this fall. The film will chart the rise and fall of Jimmy Galante, who will be played by David Harbour, a Connecticut trash um, magnet. Pretty much a, a Don yeah. in Connecticut. He, and he's, he's Tony Soprano. That, that's of the he... Genovese crime family. <coughs> yeah. The Sopranos is based off him and his rise. And in yep. 2004, I've talked about this with the documentary that they did on ESPN. We're not ESPN, on, on Netflix. Uh, Galante bought the city's minor league hockey team and assigned his teenage son to run it. The team gained notoriety for their rough and violent style of play, but also developed a, a wide fan base as they started to win more and more games. The team's success and fame all came to a abrupt end with Galante's arrest on 72 criminal charges. Since it is called the Trashers and the team is called the Trashers, I believe that that's going to be a big part of it. You know, I don't think it's going to be all of it because I think they do want to show a little bit of the come up in the crime. But yeah. I think that's going to be like the end okay i'm into this Which i'm excited Cooper Rafe, man doing a doing a, a gangster film and you know when you do gangster films you're compared to martin marty and and like i'm i'm hyped for this like i'm ready for this this, this that sounds really good especially since like that documentary was great yeah and we know that the galante family you know as we said before was the inspiration with soprano so you know it's got to be a pretty cool story facts 100 percent uh, so the after party season two at Apple is bringing back season one star Sam Richardson and Zoe Zhao and adding seven new cast members. Uh, Richardson and Zhao join previously announced Tiffany Haddish. The new season will revolve around a murder at a wedding. The new cast members are Zach Woods, who is Gabe from The Office, uh, Elizabeth Perkins, who you look her up exactly who she is. Pablo, who's on Hacks and Better Call Saul, Paul Walter Hauser from Black Klansman, Anna Conkle from Pen15, 
and Jack Whitehall from Jungle Cruise, as well as Vivian Wu. So okay. nice, again, nice cast. Always fun to see Lord Miller um, do this. And season one was fine. So um, yeah. cool seeing that again. Season one was not bad. And, and you know, I, I like Zach Woods. Uh, I like uh, Paul Walter House. Did you watch I like, it? I watched some of it. Yeah, I didn't finish it. That was like the last thing I watched on Apple. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think I think season two with this uh, cast. Yeah, you know, I guess I, I'll I'll mention this now. Talking about you know, the last thing you watch on Apple, I'm I'm watching Slow Horses now, because I heard it's really good. And it's oh, is that what Gary Oldman? So far. But I finished Severance. Yeah, is Gary Oldman that that Slow Horses, Horses is the yeah okay that's the spy yeah. thing. I need to watch that. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, and Severance was great. I finished that with Adam Scott. Okay. It was, it's a slow burn in my opinion. Like the first, it almost beats out my theory of like, if the first three episodes don't suck, you end and I stop because like, I just was like, okay, I need to go and just trudge through this. And when I watched the second half, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. It reminds me of like Westworld or Lost or anything like that. It's like your typical mystery box thriller. And the finale is one of the best finales I've seen this year. Real. Okay, like, shit. We, I'm gonna have to watch that then. Hell yeah! I'm. That sounds pretty yeah, fucking dope. Finale had me like on like all the hairs on my body were just up for the finale. It was wild. Okay. Was crazy. So the next story we got is that the that seventy show spinoff that ninety show is gonna reunite most of the original cast. Pretty much everyone but Danny Masterson's coming back because he's standing trial. So you know, <laughs> yeah, Kelso Fez, he's a, he's a rapist. I shouldn't yeah. laugh at that, but like, yeah, that's why he's not coming yeah, back. That's, that's why. <laughs> yeah. But everyone else is coming back. Okay, cool. I know Fez needs it. I was surprised that, well, yeah, Fez needs it. You know, uh, Eric has a new show. Um, or, you know, I guess I don't need to be saying their names. You know, Fillmore, Wilmore Balderrama needs it. Topher Grace has a new show. I was surprised that Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher were going to do it. But I mean, hey. I feel like Mila Kunis and Ashton where, Kutcher. Where would, would they be without it? So. I feel like for them, it's more so like, we're rich enough. Let's just do it just because, like, we've had the best. Like, out of everybody from that show, they've had the best careers. So it's like, for them, it's right. like, we're just coming back to, like, get up and boost up nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's, I'm shocked more yeah, so and, that, that Donna's and coming back. Our role. So, I mean, what they'll show up and, yeah. Well, I mean, she's the mother of the main character. True, but I just didn't like, feel like she, she, she vibed with this. Back. I don't know. Just ever since uh, she well, finished, I didn't know if this was her thing. I feel like I feel like she would probably be like in the, in the pilot. I feel like they'd all be in the pilot, and then maybe sprinkled in, like 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 we said, that's probably needs. So he might be he might just be a cast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I think everyone else will just be around for the pilot, maybe the finale. That's what I was thinking. The finale. Yeah. Uh, so Freddie Highmore and Maisie Williams will star in an adaptation of a bizarre true story about an ex-American or an ex-beauty queen from America who was accused of kidnapping and raping a Mormon missionary in England. Entitled Saints Be Sinners, the movie is directed by Tim Kirby, who is the Fleabag Leap director, and will be sold by West End Films, which is shopping the, pro- the project to buyers at Con next week. The film will begin shooting in the first quarter of 2023, so it's a long way out. But the true story is based on the story of Joyce McKinney, who went to extreme lengths to stop the Mormon church from taking her sexual obsession. Taking oh, away shit. her sexual obsession. 
a Nebish Mormon missionary named Kirk Anderson. The story relationship, which was the focus of the 2010 Errol Morris documentary tabloid, went awry and eventually resulted in accusations of kidnapping and rape against McKinney. Look, if uh, if under the banner of heaven has shown me anything, there's some stories in the Mormon faith. So, like, I'm, I'm going to be watching this. Right. Well, and I think this was a tremendously great casting because, like, I can see Maisie Williams as someone who's, like, going to have a sexual obsession with some, like, little timid little Mormon Freddie Highmore. Like, this just seems like a good casting. And this is big for Freddie Highmore because, like, he hasn't been in anything really post his child roles. So, like, Asa Butterfield got well, out got of that, it. He's got that show, The Good Doctor. Oh, yeah, but, like, but that's ABC. Run for, like, eight seasons now. Yeah, that's that's some ABC shit. Like, he, like he sees Asa Butterfield and Dylan O'Brien and all those people he were with getting roles now. He's like, all right, I did my Good Doctor shit. Let me go do a, a good indie movie. Well, and then you say that, and yes, it's good. He's playing pretty much the same thing that he's doing with a good doctor playing oh. some like role where he's just like feeble, but he's a mission. I don't know. I feel like they're going to be something maybe too, yeah. but you're right. He is a missionary. So, so we gonna see. Um, so the last few stories we have here, Jack Ryan will end with season four. Yeah. I saw that. Which, you know, Krasinski's got more to do. We'll talk about that. Huh. Uh, does he, does he Jackson, though? Disney plus show. Oh, wait, wait, I have a theory. But uh, the Percy Jackson Disney Plus show has three has cast its three main characters. Didn't really want to mention them. We don't know who they are. We're not really going to watch the show. But if you want to check it out, it was major story. Uh, I might watch the first. I might watch the first episode right now. Well, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna watch it. I'm just saying like it's not something that like I know people. Yeah, no, people definitely exploded over it. Rick Riordan had to come out and say like he wanted this person. So like yeah, it was it was a big mess. But yeah, we don't we don't give a damn. It's three kids. Like, who cares? It's a good story. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Uh, I definitely read it. Uh, so DC Legends of Tomorrow, Space Force, Batwoman, all canceled. All yep. bad. So there you go. Out of here. Gone. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if you respond if, if you responded to the Minx thing, but Minx is renewed for season two. I still haven't watched season one. I need to. I'm I'm slacking on, on that front. It's pretty funny. Okay, I'm a peep game because uh, like, I'm in the middle of it right now. I've just been diving into because oh, I'm six of eight. I have my movie on the rise because a lot of our shows came back. So with that being said, it's time to get into the movie on the rise, the segment of the show where we suggest one movie or TV show that been out or that's out this week that we think you should watch. Before I even mention what came back, because Schubert has the stuff that dropped this week. But real quick, Bob's Burgers is back with all with new episodes is going right now. Duncanville is back. I've been watching that. Uh, that's the Amy Poehler adult animated show. And then uh, Flatch is starting to drop new episodes again. I'm caught on to it now and I'm caught up to it. And it's really funny. It's, Flatch it's, is it's hilarious. They're trying to do Parks and Rec. It's Parks and, and Rec and Letterkenny. I feel like it's a like, yeah, because it is Letterkenny at like at its core. But I feel like, like you said, it's Parks and Rec plus the oddness of Letterkenny. All I know is that when I watched that show, I was like, I cash has range. Yeah. And Sean William Scott is great in the Amy Poehler type role or like the the, the right. famous guy role. So, no, I'm into it. Yeah. And Anya Cash is like Adam Scott. Yeah, I think she's phenomenal. But the kids I, I make I think it. that she's like one of the best. T- I think she's one of the best TV actors we have right now. Oh, I agree. Actresses. I agree. I'm, I'm in the flash. That's my shit. So those shows are back. 
But Schubert, I watched Red Rocket, brother. The, the porn movie oh. with the guy. The most uncomfortable shit I've ever watched. The whole time this dude is trying to get like, you, he's a liar, first off, who got kicked out of porn because he was doing some foul shit. And then the whole purpose, the whole movie for the rest of it is him trying to hook up with this girl who is 17 years old. And it's like, what the fuck? This is so uncomfortable. Like they, they try, they have sex. Like they, it, it is uncomfortable as hell because like, even though he says it, it's legal in Texas, but it's like, she's seven fucking teen and you're 30. And that's the whole fucking movie. And it's just like, oh, me and Curse had to take a shower after that. It, it just felt nasty, man. It was gross. Like it was weird. That's why I don't understand my critics sometimes. Like, I, like, I, I just love- of shit like this like I, I think like parts of it were good but like they, they could have made i feel like there's a better movie in there without having to make him like there's a better way to come make him come across as a skis and a shitty person than having him go date a 17 year old like he was doing other fucked up shit the whole time that they could have just expounded on that if you took that portion out of the story you can do something else and have him cheat on the girl he's staying with some other way you didn't have to do it that way so yeah well, but though, yeah, Red Rocket. I saw that. I finally watched it the other day. We rented it. That was like one of the movies that I got a reprieve from the Marvel shit. I was like, let's just watch a movie. And of course, that fucking movie ended up being that. So, oof. Um, and I guess, you know, you did you say the circle to him? Oh, no, no. I, you can see it's the circles out. <laughs> yeah, the circles out. First four episodes are out now. I guess that's going to be listening to this podcast the next three or four or whatever will be out spice girls are on it it's pretty funny okay so far they're putting Maybe famous people on it now man season of like play of like gameplay but it is pretty inter- it is just as entertaining as it's been one, one thing that's gonna happen at this next patch episodes that's really interesting is trevor who was a catfish profile in the earlier season is coming as himself so like oh. the person who was used as the profile is going to be in in the game as a catfish. Oh, oh, so the actual person. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and also Hacks. Season 2 starts Thursday. I'm excited about that. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, I watched the first episode of Staircase. wasn't too impressed, but I'll watch the rest of it. Um, Barry, for the first three episodes, has been phenomenal. And also, you know, the one podcast I'm listening to right now on the Drive to Work is a prestige TV podcast with a ringer only because they do after the episode podcast with Bill Hader. So Bill oh, Hader's been nice. talking about every episode of Barry, which has really been yeah, that's very interesting. Dope. Yeah. Um, and like I said, finished severance was great. Atlanta has been spotty this year. It's probably been his first season, but that's not good. I'm not caught up. I need to, I'm, I'm so not caught up on Atlanta. This past week's episode was pretty wild. It was one of the better ones for sure. That's the Liam Neeson episode. I saw clips of it on on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I saw clips yeah. of it. That the should space, that should look space crazy. Cake. Space cakes and Amsterdam. <laughs> uh, I, I I mentioned this already that they uh, or maybe I did it off air to Linden, but the they call me magic documentaries out on Apple TV. Um, so go check that out. I'm going to mention some of it as we go through winning time. Uh, well, yeah, so I watched the first two seasons of Western Doll. It took me about a day. 
Um, it was pretty good the first season. Second season's trash. Damn. I mean, that's just the way it goes for some of those things. Yeah. It's geez. hard to do Groundhog Day for two seasons. So. And, and did, did, did they have like a time travel aspect in this in season two? Yeah, season two was a tra- time travel, not Groundhog Day, pretty much. Like there yeah. was like a, every, every time they took the subway at a certain thing, they would go back in time. Okay. It was, it was dumb. But it just, you know, it took zero time to watch. Uh, okay. Okay. I got you. I guess if there's one interesting thing that is out there that people could check out is my mom's really into the K-dramas. And there's one that she had me watch that's pretty, you know, it's an interesting concept. It's called Vincenzo. Okay. And you you, know, you can watch it in English for people who can't read. Um, <laughs> but it's pretty much about, like, this guy who leaves korea at a really young age to go to italy and he ends up becoming a consigliere for like a big mob boss but the oh, mob shit. boss dies and the and the son is going to take over and tries to get vincenzo killed so he ends up fleeing back to korea to hide and he's dealing with some chinese mobsters and stuff like that it's pretty it's a pretty cool con it's on netflix um, yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, I'm gonna check that Vincenzo. out. That sounds actually pretty good. Vincenzo, hell yeah. Shout out to Mrs. Schubert. Uh so let's get into the shows and movies. Um, let's talk what are we doing first? We own the city first. Okay. You only watch that one episode. Yeah, yeah. I did watch three the first episodes episode. out right now. I'll be caught up for next yeah, week. I mean our wire people are doing a great job. Yeah. All the people who are acting in it are doing great. John, John Bernthal Randall was phenomenal. The, 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 it starts off with a speech from him that's fucking incredible because it's like, okay, these are his intentions, but he doesn't live by his intentions. That was just a facade when you see what he's actually doing. And it's like, bro, this is great. And then I love the lady from Lovecraft, uh, mm-hmm. the sister from Lovecraft in it. So like, I'm into all of that. Yeah, the civil rights attorney aspect of it's pretty interesting like going after that one cop that like they're like if there's one person who exemplifies a bad cop in baltimore who is it it's like herschel everyone's like herschel you mean, oh you mean herschel like, mm-hmm. yeah every person and like that dude is you know the epitome of bad cop and also like the, the scene in that first episode that was really interesting was when the cops were like busting those dudes on the corner and everyone pulled out their phones and then they just stopped they just like yep. all right we're dead. we're out and they were yeah. like, we're just dipping out. Or like when Herschel's walking down with his nightstick and yeah. beats that dude who's getting his liquor. I'm just like, why, bro? Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, Unnecessarily. And then, you know, the way the way that that ends with John Barenthal is pretty wild, too. So, and, But, it, you know, the, the thing I don't like about the show is that it, it floats in between the time periods, but I can't really discern what time period. Yeah. And you'll it, see it more when you go in the, se- the second episode. Because it happens a lot in the second episode, and you're just like, "Where are we?" Right. Ah, uh, so they're going back between present and like some other shit. Okay, all right. Hell yeah, because because like it is 2015 in part 2017 or something like that. Okay. Okay. Hell yeah. Well, then I'm gonna check it out for uh, episode two and three. Hopefully, that's not an issue though. All right, now are we talking Doctor Strange? Can we just get that over? Because all the other shit, I'm excited to talk about. Well, you want you want to do Moon Knight before you do Doctor Strange, or you? Yeah, blend it in. Yeah, we can, we, can, we can blend it together. Moon Knight was all right. Like, uh, Moon Knight, we got to see who Jake Lockley is the whole time he was the guy killing everybody. Barely. 
barely is right barely because like you know the only time we would have actually saw him in the finale was another one of these stupid moon night oh i just woke up from black now (laughs) shows the damn thing bro i got so sick of that by then but they made lila a superhero they basically made her egyptian falcon That was pretty much the coolest thing about that episode. Yeah, I like the penultimate episode when like they were in the asylum. Oh yeah, I like that, that one. That we one was about, good. Like his backstory. Yeah, well, we learned about where uh, Mark. That was the only from. episode I liked. I didn't like any of the other ones. Yeah, did Stephen die? Like I, I didn't did, like anything else. Is Stephen dead now? Who cares? I mean, they're not <laughs> doing anything with it. I mean, it was a wasted series. I think they're gonna bring it back. It was. It was two. six. No, I mean they're not. It's a waste. It makes no sense, though. Like, they like, left yeah, us at a point they where they but have I mean, like, to. I mean, I guess they will. But, I mean, like, what I wanted more out of this was, like, how are we tying this into the greater MCU? Like, are we, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen Kid Harrington's character appear. Well, they, they tied it into Kang. Some they, def- they definitely tied it into Kang. Barely. Ba- barely is true. Also, barely. it made me think, they said, the, the writer said that he wanted to put a tie to Gore the God Butcher, but they wouldn't let him. Because because apparently in Thor, like, yeah. apparently in Thor, you're gonna see some of these Egyptian gods that we that we know. Well, that would be good because like that kind of, you know that was one thing I was thinking about when I was like, okay, so Marvel's giving us the multiverse, they're giving us the cosmic, they're giving us Egyptian gods, we're getting Norse gods, yeah, you know, and, and we're getting the only Greek gods, gods. We're not gonna too. get are the are the Greek gods. No, we're getting are them. We? Yeah, Zeus. Zeus is in. Zeus oh, is in. God. Because you remember in the trailer, oh, yeah, he's in it, Thor, yeah. Yeah, in, in Thor, it looks like it's, it's like there's a god yeah. realm where the Egyptian gods meet with Zeus and all the north, and that's where I think Gore's going. Christian Bale. So, but whatever. <laughs> I, I'm kind. I'm kind of just sounds kind of just burnt out of this. Sounds a little burnt out like, on Marvel. It was someone. Well, yeah, I mean, it goes into what we're talking about with Doctor Strange too. It's like, what is the what is space for? You know. I understand that we're trying to do something a little bit more cosmic. Maybe, you know, there's one comic story out there where like our 616 multiverse is the multiverse are folding on each other. And then we have to fight the multiverse in order to stay the dominant multiverse. Yeah, they're setting up Secret Wars 100%. Probably where it's going. And that's why they mentioned the incursion. I don't even know if that's but, but that's Wars. what happens. An incursion happens, and then a and then a battle world gets made, and all the universes have to fight on this battle world against the their counterparts to see which Earth survives. Right. That's what it seems like they're doing. But you know, if we get there, who knows? But Kang also ties into that, and that could be a way where I think you can bring in a Fantastic Four to the MCU or bring in yeah, X Men. To the MCU through Secret Wars, but my thing is this: I don't want Professor X. I don't want Patrick Stewart. Give me a new one. I need someone new for all of these, and that's why I was coming to tell you with this Doctor Strange thing. I don't know if John Krasinski is going to be the six, the six one six MCU Mister Fantastic. I still believe the Glenn Howerton movie. I do. I think this was a cameo. And, you know, I think that for him to do the cameo was pretty wild. And I think and that was just to appease people. Like, I'm, I, 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 y'all wanted me in Mr. Fantastic. We gave it to the fans. I'm not the main universe's Mr. Fantastic, but I got to play the character. I really think that's what they're doing to John. And if, it, and if so, that makes me hate the movie even more. 
Yep, it's that's just what, wasted. It's just like it's just useless. Like the whole Illuminati thing was just useless. It's just like, oh, here we go, and then they all dead. That was my favorite part of the of like that was my favorite fifteen to twenty minutes. Like I love seeing Black Black Bolt. I love seeing Professor X. He has the same chair as the dude from the cartoon with the gold. I thought that was badass. I love Mister Fantastic, but we didn't get to see him fight. Well, and when he went into Done. Wanda's mind was really cool. That was like the only Professor cool X part that they did. Mind, that was cool. Like, but how did we see Mr. Fantastic uh, do no stretch yeah. and shit? That's fucked up. But I guess they're saving it to show us Mr. Fantastic when it's time for his movie. Well, it was also when, like, they went up to fight Wanda. I was like, after we'd seen Wanda do all the stuff that we'd seen her do so far, I'm like, what does Elastic, Elastic Man think that he's going to do against Wanda? But, A, I'm calling Cap. I'm calling Cap. How did, how did Captain Marvel, one of the people who could fight Thanos, dies from a boulder when she flew through spaceships how did she die from a boulder she make it make sense that did not make sense they did that that's fucked up they hold that black girl that's fucked up she should not have died that way if anything wanda should have tore her head apart i'd have been more cool with that but you can't just let a boulder fall on captain marvel who we've seen fly through spaceships at 50 miles an hour like what the fuck are we talking about that's very true. I didn't even think about that, but that is another continuity error. That um, bugged the shit out of me. That that bugged me more so, than, than Black Bolt saying, oh, my, I have no mouth? Let me try to speak. Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do want to circle back to some things that happened earlier than this moment, but, you know, talking about why we're talking about John Krasinski, the only reason I think that I could he could end up doing Fantastic Four is because John Watts pulled out recently. Mm, have him directed. He wants to direct and star. Ah, okay. Now if that happens, that, then I can so see like it. that's where so yeah, so like that's where I'm like, okay, maybe that's what they're doing because he didn't want to be under someone else's direction. Because mm. obviously, you know, Sam Raimi can't direct Marvel oh, movies. Some people, some people love the Sam. Like, see, that's crazy. On my Facebook, I saw some people be like, they liked it because of the horror aspects, like they like the Sam Raimi isms, and I'm just it wasn't like, scary. It was cheesy, it was corny. It didn't do it for me. They said it was very old school it, horror. Vibes. It doesn't. It, it di- well, and it didn't. F- it didn't fit with what the MCU is like. You know, I. It doesn't fit after Wandavision. Like, you should be upset because you liked Wandavision. Wandavision. This movie makes no fucking sense. Like Wanda at the end of that movie is not someone that is right. trying to use the dark hold. I'm fucking sorry. Like she what? Like at the end of the show, she's like trying to find her. Like I feel like she. She regressed in this movie almost. When like when the facade fell in the beginning and like it all turned red or whatever, I was like, oh, is it, are we about to get Captain Han? Like I was like, is that about to pop out? Because I like, guess the only thing in WandaVision that would make sense at this point, because like Wanda is not supposed to be this right now. And then it makes it seems like, like everything it, it with makes, Vision. Makes, like, mean, yeah, WandaVision sure. not matter, exactly. It does it makes it seem like it doesn't matter because like Right. Vision so would not just, have wanted her to and do then, that. Like, the, and then to eventually have her die. Which I don't think she end, did. I'm just like, what was the whole point? Well, I mean, but I mean, like, even so, like, what was the whole point of this movie? Like, I, I, you, I, what was the whole point of this movie? I'm, I'm literally asking anyone. Like, what was oh. the point? Like, where did, how did this get the story to go on? America Chavez is the only thing I can think of. Like, America Chavez is the only reason that and, this and to set makes up- sense within... It, 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 the only way this movie is going to make sense is if it sets up like Secret Wars where you learn about the incursions. 
Like we learned about the incursions. We learned that they happened. And now in Secret Wars, you don't have to explain that. And you see a different when you see a different multiverse people fight. That's what you're going to get. So maybe that that's what it is. Who knows? But I, I can't tell I mean, you. What this yeah, movie. I mean, literally person. just to. Well, because, I mean, like, we don't care about Dr. Strange and Christine. We don't. Yeah, I didn't care about the Doctor Strange Christine relationship. We, we don't care, like not at all. And like, oh. we don't care about Zombie Strange. We don't care about Evil Strange from What If. <laughs> and that we, wasn't we even the care. What If one. Like they came out and said that wasn't even the one from What If. Whatever, I don't care. Like it was just like, <laughs> like what was the point of going to this movie? Like it just didn't make any sense. Like I wanted more America Chavez. I didn't get it. They made her almost like a MacGuffin. Like she, she didn't do shit really, but just open portals to have people walk through. I wish there would have been more training for her. Like I wish yeah. we would have been like, okay, well, I wish Doctor Strange would have been like more of a teacher. Be like, okay, well, we got to like get this out of you. This was his time they, they to did, make him. I mean, it was just like oh, all of a sudden. This was his time to become Tony Stark, and I don't think he did a good job of being like the foundation of Marvel going forward. Like I, like he is, but like I just don't know. Right. And I just don't, yeah. It's just like he, Benedict Cumberbatch was like the worst part of this for me. Like, oh, I thought Benedict like Wong did fine. I, I, you know, I thought Elizabeth Olsen did good with what the direction was for her. What they asked her to do? Yeah. yeah I just hated what they made her the do. Should have, yeah. I hated, exactly. I, I hated Scarlet Witch the whole time. I, I was like, this makes no sense. Like she's just going out like these kids are fake. She acknowledged they were fake. Like, like, and she's going to, and then I didn't believe she would take the kids from someone else's mom like, as from some other Scarlet Witch. I didn't believe that. I thought she was looking for her kids, like to see if she, if like the people that she thought existed actually did, but to, for her to steal another Wanda's kids, I don't know if the woman in WandaVision would have did that. No, but maybe they're saying she deteriorated no. to the point no. to where she was crazy. Who knows? But I don't know how you redeem her after this. Because she killed like a hundred magicians. Like she killed like a hundred sorcerers. I don't know how she's redeemed from this. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought that all that stuff with her killing people was cool, but I mean, it made, like, again, it made zero sense. You know, it was just, a, this was more of a fan service, I felt like, than No Way Home. I, yeah, it was. Know, it was. Like, 100%. So, and, and, you know, you go into a whole new multiverse, you know, there's eight, eight uh, I don't remember what the number was this world the only thing that was different was red means go and pizzas and little balls and they have plants everywhere and you get you know total total recall memory thing oh yeah and like what was the difference (laughs) i did like though there were moments like when they went through the the cartoon that shit was badass but they only did it once but for a second yeah for a second you know, if we're gonna do the multiverse of madness, can we spend some time in like different multiverses more than that's what three? I thought. That's what I thought. I was like, I was like, I for some reason I thought it was gonna be more horror where oh they're okay. in a they're in a scary verse. Like I thought they would have been in so many different verses. This movie just felt very safe, very, very safe, and like they didn't really try anything. Like I see why Scott Derrickson wanted to leave. He, probably like he wanted to probably yeah, do what you're like, saying about being in other things. multiverses, being having like horror aspects, because like I, I get like people are saying they had old school horror elements, but like to me, I don't give a damn that Bruce Campbell is in this fucking movie. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, the old school is like Sam Raimi Evil Dead shit from like, you know, where the era where like horror was like not good 
effects. Yeah. It was just like, oh, there's some blood. Buckets of pig's blood. Like, you know. And, you know, there really was nothing scary, but, like, I do understand where, like, it, the gore of this did not feel in place for the MCU. I think that's the thing. Like, it, I'm not, like, hating on the fact that they made oh, it I like a bit it. more bloody. I but, like, like that it part. Didn't, it didn't fit. Like, it doesn't fit with, like, what we've had in all the other movies. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be picky at that. Because you know, that's what I want. And if you're going to do it. Oh, no, go ahead. Because that's where I want to well, be. if you're going to do it, then, 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 show, show, then show Captain Carter get cut in half. Oh, well, you know they can't do that. If we're we're going for it, go for the whole damn thing. See, okay, now you want them to do something that you know they can't do. I was okay with it. For someone like me, I wanted to see more of this in Moon Knight. Like, that was my issue with Moon Knight. Moon Knight wasn't dark enough for me. And I thought that this actually nailed that gore stuff. I was actually okay with that. But to me, I just didn't like the story. I, I hated the story. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Wong is useless in this fucking movie. All he can do is spin a little lasso, but he the Sorcerer Supreme. And Doctor Strange, like, I just want, I expected more of him. I did. I expected more from America Chavez. I saw, and, and this is not a Linden joke. This is a, 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 this is someone who is, Latino, he was upset with the movie, and this was his critique on TikTok. He was like, How come they gave the, the first Latino superhero basically immigration superpowers? I was like, Yo, what? Like that dude went off, bro. That dude went off on TikTok. I, I'm a, I, if, I, if I knew his name, he was like, All she's doing is bringing them to different dimensions. That's it. She throw no punches, she do shit. He was pissed. How do you feel as, as this was like the first Latino superhero? Well, it wasn't. I feel like she got shafted. It was the, well, you know, technically Oscar Isaac would have been the first. He don't count because he was saying his dude was Jewish. Which the Jewish community is upset about. Like, that's something people aren't really talking about. But like, they they were definitely upset that Moon Knight was not, they didn't go more into Mark Spector's Jewish heritage or whatever. But, you know, my thing is like, I'm not even going to say or anything like that because like she wasn't really even in the movie and she was barely in the movie she was the MacGuffin she was she literally was the perp like the thing that made this movie work essentially if it wasn't for that universe you know having that thing where we go back in time and see the thing like you know we no one was asking her any questions about her life we yeah. didn't learn anything about Dr. Him, Strange so really just game. believed her like once he saw the powers he was just like oh yeah I believe you like she could have killed him easily <laughs> all i know is that if you're a latino latino and you want good superhero content blue beetle's coming out don't worry it's coming. yeah dc gonna hold it down for us don't you worry batman's still yeah. the best movie but you're rating it out of 10 i gave it i gave it a seven nine eight on my early tiktok oh. rating but i think that was really generous for what <laughs> for which movie what movie did you get? <laughs> I gave it a seven nine on my TikTok review. In in the that out, movie, Doctor Strange. To, shout out to Domo. Are you talking about Doctor Strange? Yeah. You talking about Batman? No, Doctor Strange. <laughs> and Domo was like, "Bro, I think it's more towards the seven five seven. And I'm and I, I think it's I, I think it's what you're talking about. I mean, he liked my tweet too. <laughs> I think it's at like a, a seven flat. Like I think that's where I'm gonna put it. Seven flat. I wouldn't be mad if it's six. I was about to say six, anywhere between six, five, and seven. And if I really want to be picky, you can go all the way to six. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Six, six, five, something like that. I'm at six, five, seven, just because I like that Boring. Illuminati shit. I don't ever want to watch it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. Fuck no. <laughs> like my dad would watch it. He was like, hey, you want to come with me? Because he knows I watch superhero movies like two and three times. And I was like, 
yeah, now nah, I'm gonna pass on this one, big dog. You can you can have that one by yourself. He's like, oh shit, that means it's not good. <laughs> the, the only the only good thing about it is that they're going to see this movie. You know, I moved into this new apartment, and the movie theater that's closest to this apartment only shows movies. Like they'll show the new movies for five dollars. Great, fantastic. Oh, nice. Ten dollars for a large popcorn. Nice, fabulous. Nice. You can't beat that with a stick. Okay, so you didn't get shafted too hard. No, I didn't get shafted. Not a good theater. Nice. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. We'll be talking under the banner of heaven. Well, let's let's finish out. I don't know. I guess we should do that, and then we'll talk about the families. Yeah. Two so, Yeah. Under the banner of heaven. Phenomenal acting. Fucking great. Fucking great. I Andrew Garfield is incredible. Around. Like. The, the fact that Gilbert the story is great. Yep. His partner. The fact that they're telling this story of, of the Mormon faith that we don't really get a lot, seeing the Mormons themselves question their faith, question the, the prophets, question what was told, seeing because that is a thing in Mormon identity. Because I if you if you're on TikTok, there's this BYU thing, the uh TikTok page that asked them questions on like stuff that the, the, the prophets and stuff said about black people, about gay people, and some of the modern day people don't believe in that. And we're seeing that this is a show set in the 90s. And we're seeing that people in the 90s are confronted with it, with the way that they treat their wives, like because women weren't treated the, as well as they are now in the 90s. And we see that that conflict throughout this whole thing. And it's very, very interesting, the dynamic between all the people who are actually Mormon with other Mormons, how they interact with people outside and how people outside interact with them, i.e. Tabata or, or Tabitha, his, his partner, the Indian guy, because they, technically they're, they're supposed to hate him because he's, uh, so he's a person of color. And what I really appreciate with the commentary on Mormonism in this show is the, the husband of the girl who got murdered, the young brother. I can't remember which Lafferty he Alan, is right Alan but, Lafferty. Um, he, he keeps talking with... Uh, Andrew Garfield about you know going into different things in the past and like you know referencing things in you know in the Book of Mormon yep. and how like they're being persecuted almost I didn't know I didn't know that governor question I didn't to, to that point I didn't know that governor ordered the execution of all those Mormons like that was something that blew my mind too I like there's things that you're just learning but like you said they are questioning their faith based on things that happened are they doing what their prophets thought was right. Did they did they like is the faith actually the right thing? Like, is it right having your wife submissive or are you just keeping prisoners and slaves? Like that yeah, was also, a very big like, part of it. Are they downplaying the role of the woman when if it, if it wasn't for a woman, there would be no Mormonism? Yep. Yeah. Because that woman saved Joseph Smith. You're right. Because Brigham Young was trying to drive him to extinction. Well, and and also, right. you know, made up, he also made up this religion uh, for a woman. That you marry her. Yeah, true. Crazy. But Andrew Garfield's killing it. I'm interested in if the fact, like, are we going to see more murders? Like, which brother is it? Like, the relationship between the dad from Peacemaker and his sons is crazy. I wanted Sam Worthington to punch the fuck out of that dad in that last episode. But he did. Right. <laughs> oh, and Wyatt Russell's yeah. killing it. Yeah, the guy from Peacemaker. Good. Sam Worthington's good. Russell's doing good. Roy Culkin is is in there, doing pretty well. Um, I don't know who that guy is. Is playing Alan Lafferty? I think he's doing great. Yeah, I don't know who he is either. Yeah, the acting is is pretty 
it's pretty on par and, and it's really interesting to see like you know sometimes when like the stuff with andrew garfield and like his, his kids and like his wife sometimes you feel like something in a story like this takes you out of it but it almost adds more to it because yep. of like him having to confront his religion with his family and at the same time like challenged through this trial and like the conversation he had with the bishop and i guess like the third episode or whatever was like super telling because even the bishop's like oh you know we don't talk about that sort of yep no facts in the way the way that mayor of east town dealt with like relationships and at its core was a was a story of marriages and love and how you had to know mayor's relationship stuff to understand who was killing who in that story the religion is that for Andrew Garfield in this one. Like his his journey with his religion is just as important to this story as the overall, because as he grows with his religion, we will learn more stuff about these killers. And that makes him understand Alan compared to the brothers, because if he believed the religion to the doctrine, then he would maybe believe, go with the brothers are saying, even though the brothers are breaking the law. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um you know, I'm, I think it's going to get more and more darker. Yeah. Which I'm really excited to see because I think Wyatt Russell's really going to turn a corner here. Oh, yeah. At some point, you know, we, we're, whenever they find him. And who is the person in the cabin is what I'm trying to figure out, too. The Pioneer the Man? Yeah. The, oh, no, who ran off from the yeah. Pioneer Man's house. Yeah, I don't know who that was. So, and a lot of questions in the first few, first three first episodes three. of the show. I mean, it's... It's out there for one of the best of the moment. Like, I'm definitely enjoying it more so than We on the City, even though I like that show, too. Same. I like We on the City a lot, but, like, I prefer this show way much. Like I said, I've watched all three episodes. I wait for when it comes out. I enjoy the show a lot. I like how it's super long, too. Each mm-hmm. episode is, like, over an hour. I dig that. Like, that's what I mean. I don't know if that's how it's going to continue. But. Hopefully it does. But, like you said... Uh, I'm all in on that show. All in. The standoff like, at the cabin was wild. You know, and how he's like, you know, using the religion to like talk. People talking down. down. Yes. Like his knowledge of the religion plays a factor because these people are using the religion to justify their actions. And he has to use the his his understanding to explain to them, no, you're you're not interpreting it right. It's all a conversation of interpreting what religion is like. Nah, bro, this shit is gas. Shit is gas. The way he had to mold it to fit his thing to where it's so like, oh, we're not doing you like Joseph Smith. I have my guns down. I'm a Mormon, brother. Just let me talk to you. Come with us. Like, that shit was crazy. That standoff was nuts. Good point. Good call. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of, well, you know, I'm the first episode or whatever, I'm glad they didn't show us all the stuff. Because, I mean, like, Captain the Baby, like, wild, dark. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's just a you know the good thing We're about it see is it, like though. I was able to kind of go ahead and you know my girlfriend's trying to catch up, so I get to rewatch it again. I'm just like, oh, thank God, because I want to watch some more of this and like try and catch some things. Because like sometimes you go through it and you're like, there's times where I had to back up. I was like, wait, 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 but what? Or like when they go to the flashbacks with like the Joseph Smith and Brenna, Brigham Young stuff. I'm much like, so where are we right now? What are we trying to? T- with trying to explain trying to yeah no but we're definitely gonna see that wife and that baby die they're gonna show it we're just leading up to it right so um, but nah but yeah, t- it's, it's, it's up there it's up there with like as of now i would say the best shows of this year for me are peacemaker winning time 
Tokyo Vice and this. Like those, like it's killing. Like so. And speaking of Tokyo Vice, I, Tokyo Vice would be higher on the list if it didn't end like this. It ended so poorly. Like and not poorly. It just ended where, haha, season two. You know you want it because they didn't answer really any of the season one questions. And then at, brought on a whole new cliffhanger of is Sato going to die? The only thing we got really is learning that Miyamoto was a skis who worked for Tozawa and he got killed. But other than that, we knew all of that. Say, and Sam's friend getting taken, Paulina. Oh, f- turns out she got taken by Tozawa. So now I guess what they accomplished is everybody who's a, who's a lead on this show is now out to get Togawa, Tozawa. Katagiri, yeah. Samantha, Jake, and Sato. Everyone is pointed at Tozawa. So at least for season two, it's no longer set up. It's now, okay, we're all after Tozawa. Yeah. And, you know, Jake gets the stuff for Polina. You know, the the one thing in the finale that I was like really pissed off about, and I knew it, I knew it right when, you know, that snake of a dude, uh, Akira, comes up to Samantha. Like, I just talked to the ransom people for Polina. I was like, this is a scam. He was like, you know, I was like, right when he came out, I was like, he he is not he does not care about that girl. <laughs> he didn't. He wanted that money. And now Samantha's in the hold of Chikara Kai, which is gonna put stress on Sato if he lives. Which they better not, bro. They, there's no way they can kill the best character on the show. There's no fucking way. There's no way they kill Sato. Who was the guy who stabbed? Wasn't that someone in the game? I think that was a Tozawa person. Game. No, that was a Chikara Kai person. I, I thought it was with the Chikara guy, guy, guy that he'd been feuding with the whole season. There's that one dude who was like always in the white get up and like he's always in there and he's scowling all the time. Oh, like, the dude he beat up early in the season? Yeah. Oh, that might have been him. Oh, well, he getting kicked out of the gang if he did that because the, the fucking leaders, if Sato survives, is signed with Sato. Right, for sure. So, so, I mean, that, I thought that was the guy who did it. So I was like, "Why?" You might be right. Where did that come from? Yeah, revenge type shit. He was mad all this time. I guess he's seeing yeah. Sato rise up. He was like, fuck this. I'm getting my revenge now before right. I can. Or, I mean, you know, seeing that if he knocked down Sato, then he could probably rise up. True, 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 true. But who knows if the Tozawa leader is going to... Because we didn't even really get to, like, like the dinner of Tozawa. To the, yeah. We didn't get yeah, to that. We didn't so, get to the beginning of the season. Yeah. So they're really when like they're they're really building to that. So we got to get a season two. I'm into it. I want a Michael Mann directed episode next time. Like, let's get it. If, if you're listening to this podcast and you know, if you've been watching and you enjoy it, word of mouth. I've I've literally told everyone that I could possibly tell when I'm talking about shows, I'm like, you know, you gotta watch Tokyo Vice. Like, you know, I reviewed on TikTok the, every episode is Japanese. But it's so worth it. I reviewed on TikTok. I agree with you. And there were people who I didn't do the, the finale review yet. And people commented on my old video. They were like, bro, you can't just not do the finale review after you got us on the show. We need to know what you think. And I was like, fuck yeah, building the Tokyo Vice community. Like, hell yeah, this show is great. Like the discords on it. Like you got to tell people about the show because this is one that needs to continue. I understand we got our beast with Ansel Elgort, but that should we shouldn't punish all the other amazing actors and creators in this show because of that. Well, I almost, I almost feel like, you know, so he comes off West Side Story, which is a huge, and I feel like, you know, he's got, this is almost like his acting pen. And so it's like, hey, you know, if you want to prove that you want to be in, in the acting world, 
learn Japanese and he did deliver it and he deliver did. it in in a way that like you know is profound. He you did. Know, he did a great job. Make something that's like breaks the bounds of like being a foreign show and an American show. It's like one of the only shows I know that kind of like metal thinking about like Parasite. Parasite, it's a Korean story. Yeah. Yeah. This is the only thing that it kind of like combines. Combines the two. Yeah. And it didn't feel white savior either. It felt very authentic, very like a Japanese story in with an American perspective that is fused into the essence of the story. Because it's Jake Adelstein's story. And, and doesn't and, and isn't like white savior. Yeah, facts. And it isn't white saver because Jake Adelstein ain't saving nobody. No, no not I mean, at all. He's trying to help with Polina, but I mean, like, it, can he you know, save her? Like, it, luckily when he when he got jumped, he didn't win. I was like, don't tell me Jake Adelstein's about to fight, fend off these assassin dudes. That have been the yesification to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, you know, let let him get a little fight in, but you know. At the end of the day, he ain't winning that fight. We already made him too good looking. You're not going to make him a badass, too. Like, he's a badass for doing his journalism stuff. He's not a badass for fighting. This isn't Black Rain. All, all, I, all I want, all I know is that I want to talk, I want to interview the real Samantha and be uh, like, we, did you really kiss Jake, Jake Adelstein? <laughs> did you really kiss him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she did. Like, she's banging people like or, Sato. Or is he embellishing? Still, yeah, yeah, embellishing for sure. For sure. Big time embellishment. Now, I do believe he. I do believe he did that crystal meth though. Yeah, I do too. I do too. On his low points, man. <laughs> I'm going into work. <laughs> Tokyo Vice is great though. Great show. Shocked it ended at eight, but whatever. All right, let's get to winning time. Yeah. What a fucking show. Winning time. You know, it's. I was surprised that it started at game five, but it, it, now that I still saw the whole episode, there's no other way that you could have start, started earlier. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I'm glad they did tell that story because Green did ball out. Yep. And, you know, won that game five. For and it showed the, the David Stern conspiracies of. Uh, I don't know if that was an embellishment. We'll never know, and the league can't confirm that. But the fact that he was, was. like. Like it was, oh, we're not giving it to Kareem. We're gonna give it to you, Magic, because a, your your beef with Larry Bird, but b, you're more likable than Kareem at this point because Kareem was this advocate for everything that he was, and that's crazy that they did that. That makes me think all the other David Stern conspiracies are true. When Magic told him, "You're the commissioner of the league. You can do what you want." Yeah, he did. No, the only thing I know from Magic Doc within the stuff with the end of the game. Is that Kareem is super happy for everything, and like you know, he, he there was nothing about Kareem that was beefy. The Finals MVP, um, and like what I think they did that was to you know build up the David Stern side of the story and be like David Stern is a badass. He's about to take over. Yeah, because of, of all the stuff with like the other commissioner not even showing him to the game, having the helicopter in shows how. Bad, bad he is. Larry O'Brien, get him out of here. His trophy was ugly too. Um, David David Stern fixes up the trophy later on. And do you think that was because yeah. they couldn't show the real trophy that it looked like that, or did, or was that how the original trophy looked? I would have to look that up. I don't know. Real okay, because that shit looked ugly. Like I hated how it was all disconnected. That bugged the shit out of me. Um, and I think they did that to start building on the Magic and Kareem riff that's going to happen. But I think they could have just let it happen in the next season anyway with the contract dispute, which is that you know, that was going to be. And they get over it anyway. 
Sure. I mean, they get over it. So, I mean, I think it's just to build some sort of tension for them when like that contract thing comes up in season two. But the big thing in season two is is Boston versus LA, Larry versus Magic. That's what they. That's what this whole thing was you know, really building. To. We'll, we'll talk about season two. Uh, but the other things I want to talk about with this episode um, was the main thing that was not true was that game was not live. Ah, okay. Ah, it was okay. live in. It was live. I've been L.A., Philadelphia, Portland, and Seattle. So, Everywhere so Larry Bird was wasn't watching it, and his parents weren't watching well, it. Larry, well, Larry Bird also wasn't in French Lake, Indiana, when that was going on. That was the other <laughs> thing that was not true. And you know, he does not have some KKK buddy yeah. like saying all this racist stuff. I was like, wow, why y'all do? Why y'all do Larry under the bus? Larry not racist. Like, what? I was just like, y'all embellishing. Y'all trying to make it for the big Magic Larry showdown. White versus black, they're, they're TV fine. That so, um, but uh, I love the stuff with the bus family, like you know, the brother is definitely I've, gonna play a bigger I've role. Finally, finally, was like, Yes, this is the bus stuff because they built up Genie and they showed the future for Genie. That's why I fucked with it, not so much for John C. Riley, more so for Genie, at least with me. But like you said, with the tension with the brothers, brought that succession angle. But the best stuff for me was. Your guy, Adrian Brody, Pat Riley, and fucking my man, Jason Clark, is Jerry West. To me, those two are the best, for sure. Yeah, I'm and, wondering and what Jerry West is going to have to do in the next season. Well, he's the GM you know, now. I feel like this was... Well, I mean, I feel like this was his big storyline. Oh, okay. like, I just don't know in the future. Well, he, he got to add James like, Worthy. Storylines to me. He's the, the trade for Rose worthy. There's going to be moves like firing Westhead and going with Riley. That's true. I mean, that's going to be a big thing that's going to happen, but yeah. And you kind of saw it in the locker room. The tension was in the locker room when Westhead was telling this poem in the halftime speech. And then all of a sudden, Pat is like, fuck that. Let's go motherfuckers. Everybody's like, yeah, and it's like, the two different styles, like Magic gets fed up with all, like that's a real thing. He gets fed up with Westhead. Yeah, because Westhead revolved, you know, built a cream centric offense after Magic gets hurt. True, so, like, that's the whole thing. And yeah, I, after watching the documentary, I know all of what's about to happen in the eighties. Okay, so um, it's it's gonna be hype. So, like, I have some bullet points you've received too. You know, we got to get the Magic and Kareem feud based on the contract dispute. And, you know, we want, I want to tap in a little bit more to the Magic and Bus relationship because, like, they sort of played into it in the beginning here, but, like, and at they the were end, close, close. But at the end, they Maybe. showed how, like, when yeah. they were sitting together on the thing and, like, they were like, what are we going to keep doing? Like, I feel like they were building the foundation for them getting really close. Like, that's what that last scene felt to me, where they're both sitting on top of the trophy and they're in the locker room. And they're like, what do we do next? And they're like, oh, well, we're going to do this again. Right, so I want to see more of them together and doing some crazy shit. And maybe going to Playboy Mansion and just like again, yeah, doing some crazy stuff. Uh, you know, Magic's injury has got to play into it for if they do the eighty-one season. But I think like the best move for them would be to combine eighty-one and eighty-two. So like so where they lose and where they episodes. win. Yeah. Well, I mean, like what what because like the main thing of this season is that we spent a lot of time in the beginning with the front office and getting the season started because you had to tell the Jack McKinney story, the Tarkanian, how Bus got the team and was bankrupt. You had, you know, you had to lay in all the groundwork. Now we're in the basketball. So like I think we're gonna mesh these two seasons where the season finale will be 
the Boston Celtics series 82. Where they win. Where they win. Yeah. And the beginning will be where they lose. Probably even the first the first episode would be the contract. Magic gets hurt. Episode two, he comes back, they lose. Let me have bird wins. You gotta show bird winning to get to him. And bird winning. I, I would almost want to say that episode two slash episode three, we get like straight. 30 minutes of just bird because i think like what would be good for them to do is oh to, is like, do a bird perspective us, episode yeah yeah give Build us a bird up. perspective episode or spend like spends a lot of time with larry so that we're building them up and like yeah. maybe even like the, his dynamic with our cast market. kevin McHale. cast cast the right. people yeah like let's show it no i agree with that like to where it's like the first episode okay coming off the high it's like oh yeah they just won now they lose magic it's hurt like you're saying Episode two, you show them getting magic, getting healthy, going into playoffs. Three could be bird centric episode for them losing and then finish it off with like going into the next season or whatever. Yeah, because four or five, would that's when you would have to tap into Westhead getting fired, getting fired, mm-hmm. and Pat Riley taking over and changing the ship. Um, you know, and so Pat Riley is going to probably get bigger focal point. I want I want to see more of Julian Jacobs. I liked him. Heard that oh, and his wife, yeah, the wife. Um, when it comes to the cookie stuff, there's a big moment in the documentary where Cookie's like, so after like magic, magic and stuff like that, we tried to rekindle our relationship. Like I think around this eighty one, eighty two time, and she should. He's like, yeah, Cookie, I want to come back with you, blah blah blah, and he shows up to Cookie's house with a kid. And Cookie's like, Who, who's this kid? And he's like, oh, this is my kid. Like, <laughs> or whatever. And Cookie's like, oh. <laughs> okay, so they're going to have to uh, go yeah. over that. That is that kid we next. talked about. That's the uh, his firstborn, but it's not that girl's kid, I don't think, in the TV show. They talk, it's not, yeah, it's not that girl's kid because she talked about how she lost it or whatever. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. cool. All right. Hell yeah, I'm into this. But season one was great. Who was your favorite person? Because I do think Magic and Kareem need some more love. Because the Wood Harris, Matt, the Wood Harris, Kareem scene where Wood Harris tells him about how he was a slave and well, an indentured servant in Mississippi. That was some powerful shit, man. That was some Emmy women shit about like how uh why doesn't God love black people? And his mom was like, they just love God just loves white people more. And it just shows how they were indoctrinated from safe culture in Mississippi. And it just shows the difference between the two of them. His bathtub crack pipe episode when he's watching the game is pretty heavy. Yeah. You know, the one thing I will say, because I didn't say this on air, was the uh, the stuff about him wanting to kill the Lakers. Was real. Was true. Yeah. He wanted to he he set up and it's you know noted in many books that he reached out to his crack dealer and was like, Hey, I want you to cut West Head breaks. Crazy. I don't want to kill Westhead. Crazy. He wasn't gonna kill Kareem, but the Westhead thing is real. That's wild. Nuts. That but Wood Harris, like there's some people who should be Emmy nominated. I think Jason Clark, I think Wood Harris, maybe Adrian Brody, but you could save the, the Adrian Brody nomination for the next season where I know he's gonna be better as Pat Riley. Magic and Kareem should right. be nominated, maybe. Like I I think those five were great, yeah. Probably magic. Probably magic. And you could do it for lead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think all those guys did a really good job. Um, so my other question when it comes to like the future of the show 
you know, season two, obviously the 81, 82. Um, but there's so many more moments for Magic's career. You know, how long do you consider going into the Magic story? Yeah, do you? Well, episode one started with like, AIDS being the end. Like, you remember it showed that flash, really? it flash forward where he's giving the speech, uh, telling he's retiring. So I feel like that's what they're leading what? to. But I mean, like, even then, like, after he retires from AIDS, the, is the dream team. Oh, you, so, you know, like, they're going to talk, talk about the dream team. They'll probably do a dream team stuff. They'll probably, that's probably what they'll finish on. But I mean, like, how many seasons do you go for that? Because, like, you know, if, if this is one season, the 80 season, and then the season two is 81, 82, are, are we jumping to 86, 87? Right I, think, I think and you then, jump like, are to. Are we just going to gloss over, you know, battling the Pistons? And is that's that, what I was about Isaiah to say. Thomas relationship? Five season show. Season three, you do a, a full-on Larry magic, like this the last time, but you introduce the Pistons. Season four, you do the Pistons matchup. Season five, you, Jordan. See, if it's, see, yeah, Pistons and Jordan. But see, I, I think season five, you make the Jordan season. Yeah, but then like you, then you do the Jordan season, and then you, then you have to do AIDS and Dream Team. So that's six seasons of magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'll take six. I'll take six or you cut out or you cut out one of the Larry bird or you cut out the Larry bird middle season three where it's where, because they, because we've seen them versus Boston. If season two accomplishes well, you cut that out and go straight to the Pistons or you do like a little bit of, a little bit of both, like a leap ahead. Right. I I can see that happening because, because there's just so much to tell with that. I know that they want to extend into the, they want to eventually do the, Kobe stuff, which I think like if you ended up waiting and doing the Kobe stuff for another five, six years, but I mean, like, how long do you want to be making a Laker show? Yeah, how long does Adam McKay so want to do it? All the questions I have with this, I, he could take a break after Magic, take a two year, two year, three year break, and then come back. But yeah, you're right, that's a long time. Like, if if he wants to pass it on to someone else, whoever True. else is working on the project, and honestly, it would be nice to get a different flair. It would be it would be nice to get a different flair for the Kobe stuff to make it since the magic stuff is very 80s focused. Adam McKay was someone who lived through that. He knows how that looks. If you get someone who could really direct the 90s and make it really hip hop, Shaq, Kobe, I feel like that would be good to get a changing voice for that stuff. Right. Maybe a black director. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Someone like I don't want to say Ryan Coogler, but like that's what I was thinking. Like someone. I mean, that's the go to name. I, maybe Spike Lee, honestly. Like, Spike Lee wouldn't be bad. I just don't know if he would the do it. The second go-to name. Like, I just don't know if Spike uh, would do it. It would be great if Spike did it because, like, what is more synonymous about Spike Lee than the NBA? But I would want but, someone uh, that was closer to I Kobe still, I don't Shaq. think that he wants to tell the Lakers story. Yeah, that's my... He, he would tell the yeah. Knicks. Like, I would want to... You know who would have been perfect, but he's dead. God bless his... God rest in peace. John Singleton. John Singleton was a big Kobe and Shaq fan. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been that would have been the guy. He knows L.A. Yeah, that would have been the dude to do it. So you need an L.A. director. Like that's why I said Coogler because Coogler is from L.A. You need someone who grew isn't, up. Isn't Fuqua an L.A. guy? Fuqua might be an L.A. guy. He might be. You need someone who grew up during that that period and so, maybe F. Gary Gray because he's an L.A. guy. He made okay. Friday. Like maybe F. Gary Gray. Who knows? But that's kind of where I'm thinking for the Kobe and Shaq stuff. But. This season is like, bro, winning time is up there for the, one of the best shows of the year. It is. It's, I don't think they had a bad episode. I really don't. I can't think of one, man. Like every episode gave us stuff, even the early stuff. And they, and 
John C. Riley, as much as I was hating on the bus story, he closed it out with the death of his mom. That shit was impactful. Now, one other question I have is, uh, are, are we going to tackle Jeannie Buzz posing for Playboy in the show? Oh, God. We could just avoid <laughs> it. Let's make Jeannie be like this. This hero. Make, make Jeannie be the heroic figure, man. Because she is. You know that, that, that actress is wearing a prosthetic nose. Jeannie Buzz's? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Look, you, need to, you need to look up the actress who plays her, and she does not, not look like the person in the show. Okay, I'm going to look that up. But real quick, got to tell my say my favorite part of the finale because I also I, one of my favorite scenes was Jason Clark telling uh, Magic about what it takes to win. I love these real sports moment, movie, documentary moments that are like, oh, wow, this happened. It changed the course of time. Like that Jerry West conversation felt like something that changed the course of time. Another thing is slick back, bad man. I'm, re- I'm ready for Adrian Brody to take some gel and slick his hair back and become that guy. In the moment that I thought he was birthing it, was when the uh, reporter gave him the votes to who won Rookie of the Year. He threw it away. Magic was down and out in the thing, even though Schubert said it was embellished because the game was a blowout. But still, in TV, it works even better. But Magic's down and out. He goes and gets him. He says 63 to 3. I was like, oh, that was a moment. I wish that was real because it just builds on the Pat Riley the Pat Riley uh, legacy. And if I'm Pat Riley, unlike Jerry West, I'm not mad at this show at all because they got Pat Riley looking real good. So that was one of my moments. Even though I do think Jerry West, by the end of the show, if Jerry West would have watched it from beginning to end, he would have liked his character development because he's be- he's becoming the Jerry West that he knows. They're building him up as like a figure. They're like, they're building him up from like his trauma and everything that went, like that may be embellished or not, but they're building him into this GM who's the best GM of all time. Like, that's what I don't know if he realizes that because I saw his character develop like the person at the end who's like, OK, now we got to get on the next season. Like he who wants to be there. That's the Jerry West that we know or that the facade that we know. Right. So, yeah, yeah maybe Jerry West will like season two better. He might. <laughs> it, would be, it would be so it would be so funny if uh, Jason Clark won an Emmy. And bring him up. Let's give Jerry an Emmy, man. Let's give him all. Like, bro, I want Jason Clark to get an Emmy so bad. He deserves it. That shit was great. He he is my favorite performance of the year so far in TV. He is. That's that's a tough statement to say. I don't know where I'd be at with that so far. There's been some really good TV this year. I mean, we're not even halfway through the year. I mean, like, there's been some phenomenal TV. Some people would say Fesco. Some people would say uh, uh, Zendaya again from Euphoria. Some people would say vigilante. Yeah. Some people would John say Cena. John Cena. Uh, some people would say uh, Andrew Garfield with this. Like, yeah, yeah, we, you know, no one's gonna say his name, but also Elgord for doing what he's doing with Togi Vice is yeah. pretty phenomenal. True. Um, true, true, true. You know the Severance Group. You know, Adam uh, Scott. Yeah. You know, d- don't let Bill Hader have another phenomenal year with Barry. Yeah. And John Bernthal with we 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 are the, uh, we the, the 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 Baltimore City show he's great in that too. But I'm Jason Clark right now. He has my lead. I, I loved what I saw from Winning Time. Arguably favorite show of the year so far. It, it's going to be tough when we do the Bros Who Binge Awards between this early HBO stretch of of shows, which has just been phenomenal. I mean, we just don't know what's going to come in the second half. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, what if Obi Wan is just like. Unreal. You know, what if <laughs> House of Dragon is unreal? Right? What if the Lord of the Rings show is crazy? True, 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 true. There's some stuff coming. 
there's some stuff coming down the pipe that I'm excited for, but this is, I'm ready for the movie half of more so the second year, like the gray man knives out to uh bullet train. Like that's the stuff. Like, I feel like my, my most anticipated TV is being done. We still have the boys, which I'm looking forward to, but Obi-Wan right, and, but other than that, it's, it's getting, it's getting, you know, to, we're going to have to learn about some new stuff. Oh, and you know what? Another good TV show that happened this year was Reacher. Reacher. Was oh, yeah. Underrated. Alan Richardson. Underrated. That show was great. <laughs> yeah. So. so. So, anyway, that, that wraps up this episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. We'll be back again next week. Uh, we'll be talking We Own the City, um, Under the Banner of Heaven. I guess that's what we're on right now. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, running back will be back some, soon, too. Soon, yeah, maybe not this week, but probably yeah, no, not this, not this week. I was thinking next week, yeah, that was what the vibes were feeling. Yeah. I can read the tea leaves. Everyone's schedule being worked out now that Ian's running the night shifts over at his news producer station. And then one, and so, I, next week, so even better out. for me, I'll be able to do whatever time y'all want because I won't have to produce softball anymore. Because hopefully, UL gets out this week. I don't want to say loses, but yeah. whatever happens, happens. They're too good. We shall see. Uh, well, yeah, so that wraps up everything this week for the Bros Who Binge. Just wondering what's going on with the network. Make sure you check out the Bros Who Think podcast. Uh, this week, there's going to be a new manga melee episode dropping. Check that out. Um, the Check out the series uh, Anime Talk Presents discussion creator conversations. This week, we had on Peter McGinn from What Do You Say Anime, and we talked all things berserk. It's a two part episode part one is out now part two will be out on friday be sure to check that out the one piece manga reviews is finally going to be back this week so check that out and then anime talk will be out next tuesday with a new one and watch dark night because running back's looking like it'll be back next wednesday that's the day so y'all be sure get your dark night in and we'll have it out for y'all sometime next week if not the week after so but y'all can follow me at limbwt follow me on uh Letterbox at LimbyWT. I'm starting to post stuff again. Uh, follow me on TikTok, Lyndon James Burton. Reviews coming all the time. All kind of good content over there on the TikTok page. So, but oh, and follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. But that's pretty much it. All right. Um, so yeah, yeah. Make sure you check out everything on the network and uh, look out for Run It Back when it comes out soon. Um, make sure you catch all the things that we talked about, except for Doctor Strange, because don't waste your time. Um, so for Lyndon Burton. My name is Adam Shearward. I hope everyone has a great week. And as always, keep binging.